Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and man, I got a good little one for you today. Sit back, relax, grab some tea, some cheese, some beer, some wine, some water, some uh, probiotic soda, some, I don't know, whatever you drink, who cares? Grab it. Sit with me. Drive with me. Walk with me. Whatever you're doing, thanks for having me in your ears. In your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special topic for you today that I put together, and I hope you enjoy it. So uh, as we dive into this, the paradox of feeling normal online, embracing authenticity in a data-driven world. So in the digital age, users in the United States appear to be unfazed by the increasing presence of surveillance and data collection. Despite their awareness of being profiled, users have developed a sense of acceptance and comfort within these digital infrastructures. Now, in this episode, I'm going to explore the concept of feeling normal online and the ways in which personalization and authenticity play a role in shaping our digital experiences. Let's open those minds. Let's dig in. Now, the allure of feeling normal. Feeling normal. Online provides a sense of belonging, right? A connection. Social inclusion. Although this feeling may not evoke strong emotions, it serves as an invitation to be ourselves and fosters a perception of comfort in the digital form or realm. This desire of normalcy explains why users identify with digital platforms, even when they recognize the potential harm associated with them. In the context of media, being normal is often viewed negatively as it implies the loss of individuality and critical judgment. However, the concept of normalcy has played a crucial role in digital culture, offering a framework for individuals to relate to others and navigate the private and public dimensions of their online presence. Now, despite the the fading era of mass media, users still seek a sense of adjacency to others, and feeling normal helps them achieve this. So let's talk about personalization and creating a sense of belonging. Personalization strategies aim to uh, situate users within a larger context of like-minded individuals. So ensuring they feel comfortable 
and never out of place, right? Companies employ data-driven tools such as Experion's Mosaic, which categorizes users based on demographics, interests, and preferences. Recreating a virtual neighborhood for each household. Personalization at its core simulates the feeling of being at home, comfortable, and connected to one's community, despite occasional failures. That's deep. Now, the pursuit of authenticity, while personalization seeks to make users feel normal, it also encourages self-interest in the identification of emotions, likes, dislikes, preferences, you know, all those things. The algorithm uses these makers to deliver content and products that align with users' affinities. However, authenticity in this context often generates a false sense of uniqueness shaped by, you know, algorithms rather than a genuine individuality. So when we're talking about authenticity as a burden, the notion of an authentic person or authentic self is a modern construct. Psychologists like Frude laid the groundwork for this concept, right? So this was later embraced by emotional capitalism. Social media platforms now employ limited response options such as emojis to classify and quantify users' emotional reactions. Past behavior serves as a a predictor of future actions, creating a form of self-identification. However, the user identity is primarily a marketing tactic employed by digital capitalism to gather more information about individuals. You see? Now, when we explore alternative social algorithms, constructing social algorithms differently is possible. Platforms like Mastodon allow users to register multiple identities within various communities, challenging the need for a single authentic self. Mutual indifference, rather than mutual affinity, could serve as a a basis for connecting users, creating social networks that are less focused on triggering strong reactions and more on disengagement. Now, we, on our last episode, Gabe and I talked about Mastodon. We talked about the Fediverse. (laughs) I joked about, you know, is it made of feta cheese? That would be amazing. But this is my point. Unlearning authenticity... As personalization pushes for authenticity, it is essential to question the assumption that we have singular authentic selves. The idea of being ourselves can be exhausting and at times an imposed requirement, right? Reevaluating the importance of individuality and accepting that our identities are not solely authored by us can be a challenging but liberating process. So, feeling normal online, what does that mean? The paradox of feeling normal online lies in the combination of hyper-individualization and demographic categorization. Big data 
creates a sense that everything revolves around the individual user while simultaneously uh, situating them within a collective body. It reinforces the idea that users are part of a larger community that shares their thoughts and behaviors. While wanting to feel normal online is natural, there are alternative ways to achieve this without constantly being ourselves. Now, to wrap this up, the pursuit of feeling normal online has its merits, of course, as it fosters a sense of belonging and connection. However, it is crucial to question the idea of authentic self shaped by algorithms and explore alternative approaches to our digital culture, especially as things start to expand and change and evolve. But by challenging the expectation of constant authenticity, we do open up possibilities for more nuanced and balanced online experience. Hmm. That's one to peel your, peel your brain back and think about for a second. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic or something in rela- relation to this. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about it in some next uh, episodes. We do have some great guests coming up, but I just wanted to kind of put this together and and lay this out for you guys to see what you think and would love feedback and thoughts and ideas and we can dig more into some topics as well. But thank you again for tuning in to Privacy Please. I uh, thought I'd steer this in a different direction today to, for this week and uh, hopefully you guys liked it. Made you think a little bit. But anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting Privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Thank you.